0: Fintech Chatter, brought to you by Tier One People, leaders in fintech executive search. Fintech Chatter Bite Size Number Six with Anthony Thompson. I'm Dexter Cousins, and since launching the podcast in 2019, I've been fortunate enough to interview more than 200 fintech leaders. We've got over 200 hours of content on the podcast, so if you're new to the show, make sure to follow and check out our previous episodes. If you're coming back, thanks for your support. We're all busy and 200 episodes is a lot to digest. So I've decided to pick out some of the very best bits to share in a five minute listen. Here's Anthony Thompson on the trust issue facing banks. I was reminded of this chat last week when I interviewed Rebecca James from HUM Group. Anthony has just joined the board of HUM And as we enter a new economic cycle, I think this could be a great opportunity for banks to restore some trust with customers. Take a listen and let me know what you think. And as always, you can connect with me on LinkedIn and Twitter.
1: And uh, for me, marketing is about looking at market data, seeing an opportunity and using that opportunity, that insight to develop a business. And the the data back in 2007, when I had the idea for what became Metrobank, uh, all the banking data I looked at told me that what mattered to customers was value. Mm. And the banks, and of course, these are all high street banks at the time, all thought that just meant price. And when you dig into the consumer's response to this, value means more than just price. Price is important to people, obviously but so service and convenience and transparency and trust. Um, So I saw a real opportunity to create a bank that focused on the other elements of value, not just price. That was Metrobank. Uh, Skip forward to 2012, only five years later, but I saw the most seismic shift in consumer behavior that I'd seen in 30 years of looking at market data, which was this shift from traditional banking to digital in general and mobile in particular. And that was the insight that led to the launch of, uh, of Atom Bank in the UK. And Atom, as you probably know, is doing pretty well, particularly in the mortgage market. Um, about two, uh, two or three years ago, my wife said to me, how do you like the idea of living in Australia? When I discovered she didn't just mean me on my own, she was actually going to (laughs) come with me, I thought it was quite a good idea. Um, looked at the Australian marketplace um spent i came here 18 16 times in 18 months from the UK a week a month for for 16 months to get to understand the marketplace very very similar to the UK saw real opportunity to create a, a, a digital bank um i met the uh, managing director of cuscal who had a very clear vision for this as I mentioned earlier, had some of the resources, some of the people, Uh, they'd never built a bank. And I'd been around that block a couple of times before. So it was a great marriage of of, uh, two sets of skills and experience uh, and expertise. But really building on that same insight, which is customers are moving more and more to living their life on their digital devices, Mm. in particular, their mobile phones. And if you're going to live your life on your mobile phone, you want to be able to do all of your banking, and money-related
0: stuff there too. That word trust really resonated with me when you were talking about the research for Metro Bank. We've obviously had huge issues here in Australia with a, a royal commission. Um, what do you think that banks can do to regain that trust of a consumer?
1: My uh, my former uh, partner in Metro Bank was once asked to contribute. Do- many people know him. He was very famous for having a small dog that he used to carry everywhere with him, little Yorkshire Terry. And they said, if we kidnap your dog and don't give him back till you restore the trust in and they named a big, big American bank, what would you do? And he paused for a moment. He went, I guess my dog's dead. Uh, I think it's an incredibly difficult challenge. And it's something I've looked at in some detail. Um, I co-authored a book on the marketing of money um, last year uh, called No Small Change, which looked at the marketing of of, of, um, financial services in general, banks in particular. One of the the conundrums we we didn't really understand, we, we did a lot of research into is all of the consumer groups say customers don't trust the big banks. And yet the big banks produce piles and piles of research which says, look, customers do trust us. And you go, well, how can this be? One of them has to be wrong. But uh, it turns out they're both actually right, because as we dug into this with a a lot of help from um, one of the professors at UCL, we discovered that there are two types of of trust. Uh, One type called cognitive, which is about competence, and another type, which is associative, which is about intention. So cognitive trust is Do I trust you, my big bank, that if I pay my salary in on the last Thursday of the month, it'll still be there on the Monday? Yes, I do. Do I trust you, my big bank, that you will pay my standing order for my mortgage or my direct debit for my uh, television? Yes, I do. Um, Do I trust you, my big bank, that if I put my card into an ATM, it'll work and some money will come out? Yes, I do. So people trust the big banks to be competent. Mm. The second form of trust, associative trust, is about intention. Do I trust you, big bank, to put my interests first? And the resounding answer is no, I bloody don't. So banks, the big banks are trusted to be competent, but they're not trusted to put people's best interests first and therein lies the real opportunity for new banks like 86400 which is to demonstrate to customers that we genuinely
0: do put them first fintech chatter is presented by tier one people leaders in fintech executive search we find world-class talent to build world-class fintech ventures and you can find us at tieronepeople.com